ho, ho, ho. We've got a special announcement to make. That's right. Wiki's going Xmas. Yes, we're doing a special Christmas episode that will be released on Christmas morning. Appropriate. And it's not going to be the normal thing. We're not reviewing the Wikipedia page for Christmas. We're doing a little Wiki review radio play titled A Wiki Review Christmas Carol. Copyright. Patent pending. <laughs> it's a totally original idea. Well, it's my idea to rip off a public domain thing. No one's done the Ebenezer Scrooge story before, have they? No! But no, we have a fantastic story that we've lined up. Garth didn't know at the time of the recording that I had written this. No, he just passed me a piece of paper and then started talking at me. Yeah, during the recording, I actually hand him the script and he is forced to come up with characters on the spot. It's a lot of fun. It's really hilarious. And I'm not just saying that because I am totally in love with myself. It's actually quite detrimental to me. (laughs) So if you love me and you enjoy what I do, listen because it's going to be hilarious of all the great characters I do. And if you hate me and want to see me suffer (laughs) and be humiliated, you got to check this out because it's brutal. you got to check that out. That's coming out Christmas morning. Christmas morning. So forget the family. In fact, no, include the family. This is probably the closest thing we've got to family friendly. People sit around and watch Christmas specials on Christmas Day. Just put this on over the speakers and sit back and listen to a wiki review Christmas Carol. And our version of a Christmas Carol, I dare say, is better than the Muppets. Oh, that's a big call, man. That's my Ebenezer Scrooge story. Every time I think of it, I think of the Muppets version. And I do rate everything against Muppets. Like, well, it's good, but is it Muppet good? (laughs) So that's 25th of December, Christmas morning, wiki review Christmas Carol. It comes out in the morning, so you get to listen to it on the way to the parents, while you're with the parents, while you're going home from the parents and trying to forget the parents. Listen to it. It'll be a great social experiment. (laughs) It will. Which leads into the episode perfectly. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So check it out and on with the episode. You're an asshole for doing this. How dare you do this to me and film me? (laughs) I'm not done killing foreigners and banging foreign whores. Damn right. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And poke the next stranger that you see and tell us how they react, because this week we Actually, are doing... Actually, sorry Ben, so- I'm sorry to interrupt. I know that we're going to do this lovely page, but before we start, about a month ago I think it was, we released a rap battle. We, uh-huh. we made a big deal about it, we asked people to vote. I was just wondering, how's that going? I don't know, I haven't checked into that. Well, should we check in now? Would you like to look at it now? I mean, we did ask our listeners to vote and it'd be nice to check in. Like, you know, it'd be kind of rude and kind of a slap in the face if we didn't, like, look into it and see, you know, what they've done for us. No, I'm not going to agree to that. Don't be disrespectful to our listeners. We appreciate all our valuable listeners and everyone who's on board with the wiki review train. So let's check this out. I mean, I'm interested to see like what the people have thought. Yeah, yeah. I'm really believing your fake suspense here. We did a Facebook poll. It's been about a month. I think that's about enough time to let everyone through. I don't think we're going to get any latecomers. Yeah, you're losing. Nothing's come up on the screen yet, Ben. <laughs> yep, says so Ben's the winner, clearly. Does it? <laughs> Hang on, wait till we actually get down there. I like your predictions, because you have actually been quite rude about this, I'll, I'll be honest. He, he's been messaging me ever since it came out, like, you're going down. He talked a lot of smack on the episode, but as soon as we stopped recording, it got a lot worse. I only sent one message. 
I mean, you were quite abrupt about it. Why are we even going down and bothering to look this up? You know the statistic. You've memorized it. I just want to see. I honestly... No, from my point of view, you said we put it up. You put it up and... Oh, there it is. So what's that? What does it say, Ben? I don't know. I'm just trying to look where it says remove post. How do I do that? <laughs> don't be rude to the listeners. They took the time out. We value their opinions. They're all very intelligent people. And what's that? 75% to me and 25% to you. So, so that means I won, doesn't it, Ben? No, it means you're winning. I'm winning, but like... You know, no one else is going to really vote. I mean, it's been a month. I don't think that's going to change much more. And in fact, 75, that's like a lot, isn't it? I don't know. There could be the vote of people who are like, wow, Garth is getting a really big head and we need to put him into place. <laughs> well, that would, that would explain the 25% you got. <laughs> okay, so that means, in fact, that's a really big win. Like, you could go as far as to say, as I crushed you. Like, looking at these statistics, one in four people voted for you. And you know how they say one in four people have a mental disability? <laughs> that proves it right there. So what this really means, if we're going to analyze the statistics, it's saying that I'm a better rapper than you, isn't it, Ben? It could be saying that I'm a really good rapper. Possible. It could be saying that you're a really shit rapper. But one thing this definitely proves is that I'm better than you, doesn't it, Ben? <laughs> I think you are putting a lot of effort into a bit that I'm clearly going to delete when I'm editing this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I'll be like yep that's where we can save some time this week (laughs) (laughs) alright so when it comes to rap we've clearly established I'm better you you are not stopping me last episode you took the whole episode and turned into a roast on me now sit there and eat your comeuppance mister Actually, that's a good point. I was sitting there thinking, listening to that episode, putting it together, going like, wow, I was really cruel to Garth. And now, you know what? I feel okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's how we do things. Now, the word loser gets tossed around a lot these days. (laughs) But when it's put into perspective... I mean, doesn't it just hurt? Like, don't you just want to die? I mean, you thought you were really good, didn't you? And I'd just like to say thank you to everyone who took the time to vote, listen to it. We got a lot of views. It was really cool. Don't you want to thank the people, Ben? Uh, I want to thank one quarter of the people. Which quarter? (laughs) One of the three quarters that voted for me or the quarter that voted for you? All right. I'm glad we established that. All right. Are you done? Can we do the episode now? We may come back to this as I think of more stuff, but (laughs) I I think we're good. (laughs) Well, this rap battle was a social experiment gone wrong. Hey, segue, segue. He's the king, people. At least I'm good at something. And speaking of which, that's what our episode is today. Now that we're done proving my lyrical prowess and superiority to Ben, let's talk about what we're talking about today. Social experiment, was it, Ben? Yes. I said it. Do you want to do a noise? Do I want to do a noise? I I said what the name was. So do you want to do a noise? I don't know what a noise for a social experiment is. You're the sound effect guy. I know. I know. But I said it and I don't really have a sound effect. So I was hoping to throw (laughs) it at you. Come on, Ben. You can't rap. You can't do sound effects. What good are you? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we're doing the page for social experiments. Wow. You were on a warpath today. (laughs) Uh, Hey, mine was a lot shorter than yours. (laughs) That's true. You got off light, bro. (laughs) So what do you really know about like social experiments. Do you know of any of these ones down here? Well, I I know that there are things called experiments, and I know that there is a thing called being social. But generally speaking, people who do experiments aren't the most social of people. You know, scientists aren't exactly the party-going type. So I'm eager to learn what we've got here. Actually, before we go on with this, because I'm getting 
like really aggressively hounded while I'm trying to go down and look at this. You are, aren't you? Yeah, we've been stung with this thing when we've gone onto the Wikipedia page. And it's a little message that says here, we ask you humbly to help. Yes. Which I'm going to say so far has not been humble in the slightest. No. It says, hi reader in Australia. It seems you use Wikipedia a lot. Which we do. That's a pretty and fair assumption. What episode are we up to? Like 25 or something? <laughs> the entire use of wiki review <laughs> is looking at Wikipedia. So that's a fair assumption that we do use it a lot. Yeah, with a Wikipedia based podcast. Yes. <laughs> that, that's kind of a hard sell to go the other way, isn't it? Yeah. We think that that is great and we hope you find it useful. Well, it has helped us make a podcast. It is a little awkward to ask, but this Sunday we need your help. Which we, is today. <laughs> we are not salespeople. Well, you sort of are at the moment. You're trying to sell us something. Go on. Yeah, we're not salespeople, which everyone says right before they're about to sell you a bunch of shit. <laughs> I'm not a charlatan. <laughs> salespeople implies we're going to give you something. Exactly. You get nothing for this. You're already getting what you're going to pay for. We are librarians, archivists, and information junkies. We depend on your donations averaging $15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate these things when they suggest a donation to you. Oh, but if you can't do the $15, just $3 helps keep Wikipedia thriving. So now they've gone from $15 down to 3 Like, yeah. all right, you can't swing the 15 3 Playing hardball with this here. That's one sentence they're going just averaging 15 So you can go high, you go lower. The average is 15 I right, forget that, forget that. Like a sentence later. Just, just $3, please, $3. Then they have the standard comparing it to a cup of coffee, which that's just the standard thing in charities. It's just like, drink less coffee, give your money to us. Mm, I'd rather have the coffee, to be honest. Yeah. I've already got this. I mean, I could have a coffee and read Wikipedia, or I could read Wikipedia. Why am I going without coffee, guys? But yeah, what if you enjoy drinking a coffee while reading Wikipedia? Now they're asking you to make the choice. Exactly. Wikipedia or coffee? I can have both, and we don't make any money off this. No. I mean, we understand that it is hard for them to archive all of Wikipedia, because that is what we are doing. That's right. We're like, we're helping. Same. We're doing it better, I dare say. We have to navigate this every fortnight, try and figure out exactly how Wikipedia works. Everything's archived all over the place. We're putting it in an order that everyone else can understand. <laughs> Entertainment value. Exactly. What's the most entertaining? And work down from there. Yeah, they should really be giving some of that money to us. Maybe then we could have a coffee while we do the podcast. <laughs> Maybe they should give us coffee. Exactly. Cut out the middleman. <laughs> you don't even have to give us the three dollars. Just give us the coffee. Just like Wikipedia, we are a non-for-profit organization until we get some profits. Then we're <laughs> all about the money. So while we can't donate any money, we're willing to donate exposure. And I think that's worth something. All I'm saying is make us the front page of Wikipedia and we'll keep doing what we're going to keep doing anyways. Yeah, if you make us the front page of Wikipedia, fine. We'll donate $3. You've got it. <laughs> $3 between us. <laughs> That's it. You got a buck 50? <laughs> you could shout me. <laughs> <laughs> no one else would be getting this. No one else uses Wikipedia as much as us. Mm. We're like the heavy user being targeted. Like everyone else, they get like a kind suggestion. Because I remember when we first started this, like after a couple episodes in, it sort of had this friendly like, oh, you know, everyone just donate. We need some money. Now it's like you. You're taking advantage of us. And as you scroll down, a little side window pops out. It's like, hey, donate money, you bastard. We want money. We want money. And check this out. If you click maybe later, it comes up with your email address. So they can start sending you emails reminding you. Hey, so you don't want to pay us now? Well, later we can send you spam every freaking day. As if I hit close then. Gone. (gasps) We killed it. Finally. Killed it. I don't think it's popping up again. Till next next episode. Finally. Now we are doing the Wikipedia page for social experiments. You suck at rapping. Yeah. Uh, Social experiment. Ooh, that was awkward. Damn it, the sound effect is so obvious now. <laughs> <laughs>
It's a little esoterical, isn't it? I'm going to be honest. I'm not exactly sure what a social experiment is. Ben picked the page, so you know it's going to suck. Social experiment is basically like a practical joke that isn't funny. (laughs) It's a practical joke with statistics. (laughs) Pretty much. That's exactly it. Instead of laughing, you write down numbers and then talk about percentages. Because they have down here under like best known social experiments. And there was one that I saw on here we just skipped down to because it's the one on here that I know the most about, which is the Stanford Prison Experiment. It's basically where they got a bunch of psychology students at a college and they were randomly assigned to be guards or prisoners. And the prisoners had to be kept and housed and made so that they couldn't escape. And the guards were just meant to guard them. And over time, there started being this thing where the guards were being cruel to the prisoners and would look down on them. And the whole thing, it just turned into just a normal prison. And there were escape attempts. Like they ended up having to like handcuff and like blindfold the prisoners to move them to a different section because they were getting paranoid that they were starting to do an escape attempt. It got very Guantanamo very quickly. Yeah. And it was just like, by the end, it's like, you know, these are college students who just picked the red ball instead of the blue ball. Basically, I'm guessing the experiment means that if you put someone in a prison, they turn into a prisoner and every stereotype comes true. And the same for prison guards. You give them a power. Eventually it will corrupt them. A social experiment is basically starting with that idea of like wood being in charge corrupt and then actually playing that out and, and also, seeing what happens. And also the idea that it just depends. If you were born into a family which commits crime, you're going to go to prison. If you were born into a family of people who become prison guards, that's just where you end up and that's what you end up turning into. And there is no difference because if you were to swap those people, it wouldn't have made a lick of difference. Because the Stanford prison experiment is like one of the ones that's known just purely for going wrong. <laughs> just going completely nuts and crazy. Because the guy who was in charge of the experiment who was meant to be collecting the statistics also made himself the warden and that's where it went wrong and this has often been cited for you need somebody who's watching the experiment who's disconnected from it. An impartial viewer. And this is the reason like you don't want it to get all Stanford prison. So it got out of just goes out of control. The guy who's supposed to be analyzing the data and being impartial is actually in charge of the prison guards who have authority over the prisoners and it just results into like we got to handcuff them we got to blindfold them we got to punish them. You take the same lectures as each other. He did better on the exam than you. You've seen me round the quad, man. I know it's even stipulated through the whole thing that the prisoners were allowed to leave at any time. If you said, I'm out, then you're out. You're just allowed to leave. They couldn't legally keep you. But there was one person who said he wanted to go out. So we talked to the guy who's the warden. He's like, oh no, this is going to mess up with my experiment. So he tried to go like, look, you know, we just want to see how this goes. Do you reckon you could just stick it out a little longer? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, all right. And then he goes back to his cell and starts freaking out and telling the other people going, they won't let us leave. They said they'd let us leave, but they're not letting us leave. And this is from Stanford University, yeah. I'm guessing, which that's a really big college in America. That's one of the top ones. But that's the thing. Do you reckon you would go crazy in a... I'd be shanking within minutes. <laughs> it wouldn't just be the guards. It would be the other prisoners. I would be the guy that they're like, actually, we kind of need to remove him. I don't want to go. You can't make me leave. Hey, I run this place now. <laughs> I got a couple of bitches. <laughs> just see like some guy holding like your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I own him now. <laughs> that means he's mine. 
I don't understand how he even got makeup in here to put on the guy. This devolved quickly within an hour. He started an entire drug cartel. It's been three days. Three days. I don't know how he got the drugs in here. I remember watching a documentary on that Stanford prison experiment and you hear like everything going crazy and stuff like that. And it's like, and everything devolved horribly. And then they got ready for day four. (laughs) And it's like, it devolved quick. It was in a matter of days. That's insane. And the fact that it's really hard to get into Stanford. You have to be top level, kind of really together guy, you know, like never committed a crime. Then you get there and you're like, yo man, pass it around. Yo, get him with a lunch tray, motherfucker. Do you reckon any of those kids, if they actually got locked up, people are like, are you scared to go to jail? Nah, man, I've been on the inside before. (laughs) What happened to your accent? Actually, I don't know. That's just how I talked when I was on the inside. Part of the gray bar community. Do you reckon if you went to a college like that, you would sign up for social experiments? Like, you know what they always get students in? Well, that's the thing. When someone says you want to do a social experiment, you're signing up for someone to fuck with you. (laughs) There is no way around it. Whatever they tell you is going to happen is not what's going to happen. Social experiments, they say, okay, we're going to tell people we're studying you while you sleep. But then they put a bunch of snakes on you or something. (laughs) I just want to see what happens when we put snakes on people who think they're falling asleep. Turns out they freak out. (laughs) Really? You needed an experiment for that? (laughs) Nah. (laughs) We just had spare money in the budget. (laughs) If we don't spend it, we don't get it next year. That's right. (laughs) Plus I had a snake guy. I had access to snakes. I had a couple of hundred. What would you do? I've heard of, like, they did a social experiment in, I think it was in New York and Central Park, where they got one of the trees and replaced all the leaves with money, and just to see what would happen. And people walked by it and didn't touch it, didn't do anything, until one person started doing it. And then it was on. Then it was on. (laughs) And that's the thing, just waiting for that one... Person to spark it. To spark it. Just takes one bad apple. But also, that's just humanity. I don't know how it was like for you growing up, but, yeah, you don't open a packet of biscuits, unless your mum says it's okay to open that packet of biscuits you can't open the tim tams man no tim tams they're her tim tams but after that first one is gone it's on for young and old (laughs) i would never eat the first or last tim tam but everyone in between (laughs) i probably did eat and i mean like seriously everyone else had two between them out of four people there was like two tim tams i had the rest it would just take my older brother who doesn't give a shit about anything to go i don't care i'll get in trouble i'm always in trouble i take the first one all right he's done it i'm in (laughs) imagine you're walking through the city big crowded area heaps of people around. In the middle of the street is a very obvious pile of a hundred million dollars. And everyone is walking past it. No one's stopping to look at it. No one's picking any of it up. Do you just start helping yourself or does that thing of just nothing? Well, you see all that money. First, you look around. You'd see me spending a lot of time scoping, just trying to figure it out. And then you're going to see me sprinting towards and then away (laughs) with, like, it's going to be a pick it up on the way through kind of deal. (laughs) Whatever I can carry, that's what I'm taking with me because I don't even care. I'm just getting out of there. Because if they catch me, I'm like, oh, sorry, man. I I didn't know I couldn't do that. But no one else was. Yeah, no one else was, but that doesn't mean anything. But then they catch me down the street. They're like, no one else was. They look back. The rest of the park's just gone. Just takes one person. (laughs) Because they even had one that people found this interesting that started as like a candid camera prank. They just had a couple of people standing in an elevator facing the opposite way. They're just facing towards the back of the elevator. Because you know when you get in one, you face towards the door? Yes. They would all just face towards the back. Every person 
person who walked in would, would look around and then face to the back the same way as everyone else because no one wanted to be the one person facing the opposite <laughs> way. That makes a lot of sense. Like, if you go into a nightclub, everyone faces the DJ. There is no reason to face the DJ. He's not actually doing anything, really. <laughs> in fact, a lot of places, if you go into, there's some nightclubs where he's on a balcony up and around. Like, you can't actually see him from every part of the dance floor. And there are some places where you have to face one way to see him, but then if the crowd goes a bit further in, because it goes underneath his little platform, then you have to face the other way. And you see people get confused in these grey zones. Which way am I supposed to be facing? Because there's that point in the middle of the club dance floor where everyone's facing each other. And it's just like, you turn around. <laughs> you turn around. Face the front. It's like school. It is a weird phenomenon where you're very worried about which way you're facing. Mm. Am I facing the wrong way? <laughs> I don't want to be the odd one out. No, what other? Because these are the best known social experiments. The high scope. Perry Preschool Project was evaluated. Let's see what it actually is. It's just, okay, so basically the high scope is they did something to teach these kids and the ones who did it did better. Because I think I know what this experiment is, but it didn't actually say that in there. Or maybe the idea was, oh, you're in this program and there's no difference other than saying you've done well and you're going to be put <clears throat> in a program for doing well. That's my guess. I remember hearing an experiment that was sort of like this where they give children like a jelly bean and they would say, hold on to this and if you give it back to me in like, you know, a little bit, I'll give you a whole bag of jellies. Yep. And then they would put on like a little show that the kids could watch and then at the end you could give them the jelly bean and you would get a whole bag of jelly beans. And the kids that ate their jelly bean during the show wouldn't get a whole bag of jelly beans. And so the idea was to see if kids would hold out for the bigger reward. For the bigger reward. And they found that the kids that would hold out for the bigger reward were usually the kids that did better at school and the, the ones went can, on to be more successful. They can read into the future. They're a bit more, what's that thing that guys don't do that I don't do? Foresight? See, now, if you were to mix that with the Stanford experiment, I would have shanked everyone for their jelly beans. <laughs> and then at the end of the show, like, you can hand in your jelly bean. I'm like, I got 30 jelly beans. 30 bags, please. <laughs> don't worry about these kids screaming. They're bitches. My bitches. <laughs> 30 jelly beans, but you killed like 40 people. Killing's hungry work. Yeah, I don't need all those bags of jelly beans. I just wanted some for the road, you know? <laughs> <laughs> See, it was the really smart kids that then like got the bags of jelly beans and wouldn't exchange them for more bags of jelly beans. <laughs> so <laughs> each one of these was worth a whole bag, right? Go to the back of the line. All kids look the same. You can't <laughs> tell. I swear, didn't we have 30 kids and 30 bags of jelly beans? Why is this kid... Have you got your cat backwards? <laughs> Did he shave? Why has the kid got a beard? <laughs> that the same kid. No, I don't remember a kid with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they say that's a good social experiment, but really it's just a good how to teach kids things. What I like, <coughs> though, is that they got a bunch of kids, chose some at random, made sure everything was even, and then the kids who did the program did better. Wouldn't you hate to be the parent of one of the other kids? Mm -hmm. So what, my kid just got crappy education for your research purposes? We're doing a social experiment. You see, we're going to teach these kids properly, and then we're going to teach these other kids retarded. <laughs> just see what happens. Like some junkie on the street, and you find out it's all just because you were put into the wrong group when you were a kid. <laughs> It's true too. I don't know if you had this at school. Like you had the, the good class and the bad class. In high school, they'd rank us all. There was like five different maths or science classes. And there's number one and they're the best. The number five, that's the worst. And everything between is even. And the kids who were in the first, those kids were just a bunch of nerds. Not even beforehand, just when they got there. But the kids who got lumped into the last class all turned into a bunch of like low lives. <laughs> Did not give a fuck. 
is so if you want kids to do bad, just put them in the worst class and it'll just happen on its own. <laughs> it's Stanford Prison all over. That's it. What was the movie Enter the Fist, Kung Pao or something, where they had, it was the dubbed Kung Fu movie with the white guy put yeah. into it. And they had the guy on it. Oh, we taught him wrong as a joke. <laughs> so his martial arts was how to get kicked in the nuts. He thought that meant him winning because the other guy was punching the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we taught him wrong as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting movie because it used like old Chinese movies and modern day and they mixed them together. It was the first of yeah, really using that dubbing mixed with because they the last. It turns out it didn't do too well after <clears throat> yeah. that, did it? It's an interesting idea. It just didn't turn out in practice. How many times can you do the same thing though? It was cute. <laughs> so what's the Rand Health Insurance Experiment? I don't like that they're experimenting with health insurance, but okay. It's an experimental study of healthcare costs. Ah, oh, okay. Depending on what kind of plan you're on, it depends on the result. So is that another like poor people don't do too good? Um, I don't know what cost sharing is. That seems to be important to this. Are any of these things good? Because Stanford Prison was good. That was good, yeah. The rest of these just seem to be people bragging. Uh, so yeah, Kung Pao, enter the fist, right? Wee wee wee. That was the sound. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically that says that I think what that experiment showed was if you just randomly put people under different healthcare plans, they act differently. In other words, if you've got complete medical care and cover, like you are totally covered, you will just go and get checked up and get unnecessary things done. But if you don't, then you won't. That's not even an experiment. That just makes sense. Oh, yeah, it's for free. Yeah, I'll, I'll get a colonoscopy. I don't even know what that is. What's the robber's cave experiment? Oh, that sounds fun. It's got a fun name at least. Muzaffar Sharif. Mm-hmm. Open it. Oh, here we go. Realistic con- conflict theory. Yeah, it's redirected us. It's still called Robber's Cave Experiment. I don't get how the world works anymore. Robber's Cave Study. So it's on realistic conflict theory. It's how to create rivalries unnecessarily. So basically this is survival. (laughs) Where they basically split people up into three tribes and and give them like games to compete to get things. And then they gotta put out a flame at the end or something. So Survivor is a social experiment, which a lot of reality shows would be social experiments then. I heard about the first Survivor because they interviewed the people afterwards and like there were people who prepared for that were like you know, I figured out how to make fire, figured out how to hunt, how to fish, how to make tools. But really what I should have been doing is learning about psychology. Because the guys who won and did really well in it, they were useless. Did not know how to do anything. Well, everyone else was out hunting in that. They were just plotting. Like, yeah. yeah, okay, I'll vote for you if you vote for me. All right, if we make a little group, then we can be the power group that, like, gets rid of everyone. It's all about votes. That's how you win this. Meanwhile, the guy who's actually getting them food is voted out. <laughs> what? But you'll starve without me. <laughs> Whatever, I'm going to win. Just go home. Just want the million dollars. Yeah, I might starve now but I'm gonna eat real good on a million there's a thing on those reality shows when it works on getting voted out by your fellow contestants you've got to appear non-threatening exactly and it always comes up like that I did like there was a show I used to watch called Top Shot which was a reality shooting competition show basically they use different firearms on different kinds of targets but at the end of every episode yeah they'd have to vote out who they wanted to by shooting their target most votes is who is gonna be possibly eliminated but then they have to go in a competition with someone else and it's usually the two worst go head to head so you'd want to vote someone out but they still have to be beaten by someone else and once you voted for them then they're gunning for you literally <laughs> as one of those games everyone's holding firearms do you really <laughs> want to piss anyone off but the funniest thing was after a couple <clears throat> of seasons of it I think it was the third season this guy who was in Navy SEALs like you know one of the hardcore military groups got in and throughout the show everyone hated this guy every time it came up for voting everyone voted for this guy and one by one he beat them all like in the competition at the end and everyone just seemed kind of annoyed and it was a bit weird it wasn't until the show ended that they showed this like behind the scenes thing because you know how you all have to live in a house what he did was he'd sleep outside instead of sleeping inside and all throughout the night he'd get up make loud noises and go no sleep for anyone <laughs> and just wore everybody down <laughs> 
It so was, they couldn't shoot anymore. Yeah, so that everyone was tired and worn out. And because he's a Navy SEAL, like, he's trained for this. <laughs> All these other people are like competition shooters. You know, I won a gold medal at the Olympics. I sleep well. I train. I eat properly. Then I get up and I shoot. He was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going down. And he messed with people's heads psychologically. He's like, like, I live in mud for days upon end and then I fire a shot. Exactly. He ended up leaving the show because he was just like, I've had enough of dealing with these people. Go stuff yourself. He never got voted out he just decided to leave huh. but it was just this like you're going what's going on with this guy why does everyone have a problem with him but the funny thing is he then got his own show uh-huh. as a survival show where he goes out it's called uh, I don't even remember that he's on a thing called Jewel Survivor but also this other one really good show I highly recommend it to everyone where these different survivalist guys they're all really good at survival one lives- what's the show called I wish I knew what type was the in, guy called type in Jewel Survivor and we'll find it through Jewel oh that was a, actually that was a different person wasn't yeah, because one of the guys on it, Matt, there'll be a guy on it called Matt, I believe. Matt and Joe. Matt, Matt Graham. Graham. Okay, go to Matt Graham. That's not who it is, but he was also on the other show. Yeah, that's him. Now, this guy's That's real... the crazy guy? No, no, no. This is a hippie who was on the same show. So we want to find other shows Matt Graham was on. We're doing this a very roundabouts way because I'm really bad with names. <laughs> wow, this is going to take like ages. Matt. There he is. Yeah. Self, dude, you're screwed. Uh, what else? So there? he's been on um, Dude, You're Screwed and Jewel no, Survivor. So is it bit. Dude, You're Screwed? No, Escape and Evade. Because that's possible. only Escape and Evade. But he said only two things. So it says, well, what are all these other things with himself? In There's it? only two. Self-credit. He was on this other show. Damn it. Is it Dude, You're Screwed? No, it's definitely not that. Yeah, no, that looks like a movie or something. No, it looks like what they do is they get five survival experts and send each of them into like harsh environments for a hundred hours. Actually, see. no, that's totally it. But it was a different name when I watched it. The plot of the show is all these guys are survival experts and what they'll do is a couple of the other guys will get together organize an ambush so the guy's just living his normal life day to day and then they'll sort of say hey we're meeting up for whatever or they'll trick him and go hey we're going to capture one of the other guys so rock up here to help us and when they rock up they handcuff him put a bag over the head put him on a helicopter and send them out to god knows where (laughs) and they have a hundred hours to find civilization. That sounds cool. So this guy who was on the shooting show So there'd be a camera guy with him too anyway yeah, but that's why they'd say things like, oh, look, we're all getting together to catch another guy. So, you know, we're all planning, you're in on this with us to catch this other guy. Yeah. And then when they rock up, we've got him. Yeah, they'll be left out in the wild with a camera guy who's not allowed to help them. And they give them a bunch of stuff, but it's always useless. This guy got dropped out in the middle of Iceland on the top of a mountain mm-hmm. in the middle of the snow. They gave him a Speedo. <laughs> like, just to like, screw you guys, I don't care. He put the Speedo on and ran around in it in the snow. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm a genius. <laughs> but yeah, so they put them out in the middle of nowhere, like a desert or a mountain. And they got to find their way home. Yeah, or they have to find civilization. Just find another person in the middle of nowhere. And it's huh. really cool to watch. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Looked up this. Went to oh, yeah. best social experiments of 2016, which is not recent. Maybe the 2017 hasn't come out yet. Uh, so it's some guy dressed as a hobo trying to see if he can eat. And then he's going to come back, like, dressed up nice. I think that's basically where it's going. An hour later. An hour later. <laughs> oh, now he's pulled up in a Ferrari. Looking swish. So is he surprised that the guy in the Ferrari is getting seated but the person who had no money and was homeless and smelly didn't the guy who's smelly with a trolley well no this is just trying to make a point that's like well no don't be a dick I mean think about it from the restaurant's point of view this is just like microaggression douchebaggery restaurants need to seat more homeless people I don't see that going wrong okay so can I eat now now that I'm well dressed well groomed smell nice and not all dirty like can I sit here yeah that's okay we're fine with that Uh, you guys shouldn't judge people by the way they look okay there is a point 
point there. Maybe you shouldn't judge that much, but you should judge people by how they look. That guy is just like, yeah, I told him. I told him. Yeah, they should. Stop trying to make a point on us. We don't care. You look like homeless and everything. I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, I've seen this guy before, actually. Okay. Because he's part Ca Muslim or something. So he goes around and like sets it up. So he yells at Muslim people just to show that nobody cares. People will just walk by while he's just picking on someone. So both the guy getting yelled at and the guy doing the yelling are actors. The social experiment is everyone else trying to rope other people in now. Because uh, he's being, yeah, he's a Muslim guy yelling at another Muslim guy. So all the white <laughs> people are like, no, I don't want no part of this. Because there's black people around them. None of them give a crap. Like, that's your business. You're doing this in New York, by the way, where everyone doesn't care about anyone. Play the piano to make it sad. That dude's laughing. He's just like amping it up and amping it up. Those people are clearly eavesdropping. This is New York though. Like whatever point they're trying to make, it doesn't work because it doesn't matter if it was Muslim. They're all sitting on a park bench and there's a guy either side and they're both just listening but not involved. Yeah, they're two scrawny little white guys and that guy's like pretty buff. I probably wouldn't fight him. In between those two guys could be a woman getting mugged and stabbed. This is New York City. No one gets involved. I mean, what was it? Bill Burr who said, you know, when you first rock up to the city, you see that and you're like, oh, we should do something. We should intervene. And then like a month later you get, no, don't get involved. You just be stabbed as well. <laughs> if you were to try and like get involved and stop everyone who's harassing everyone, you wouldn't get anything done. They're trying to make a point. Okay, no one's doing anything. No one cares. They have done this for a very long time. Long time, yeah. Uh -huh. Long way to try and make a point. Like we're supposed to do something because you're a bad actor. Yeah, now they do the whole thing where they just make you feel bad. Gonna buy a homeless person's dog? Doesn't that seem a bit rude? He won't sell his dog for 10 grand. Which, fair enough, he's a good guy. Yeah, don't Is this guy that. interested in a cat? <laughs> <laughs> Hush, where are you? Come here. Time you started making money. Hey, he doesn't listen to the podcast. It's true. <laughs> he's not a viewer. Although he probably has more likes on uh, YouTube than we do. <laughs> but this is, once again, I don't like these people and what they're trying to do. Because it's totally like they're trying to get to a certain point. They're trying to create a result. And they're doing everything they can to make a point. Oh, this Muslim guy was harassed in front of everyone and no one did anything. But you didn't do the experiment any other way and get the exact same result. Because that's what would have happened. You could have been anyone being harassed. No, it doesn't mm. matter if they're Muslim or not. No one else is going to get involved. Oh, uh, this thing, he counted the money in front of them offering to sell. Like saying, will you sell your dog for this? And they said no. And he goes, okay, and walked out. I really thought this was going to end with him giving them the money anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. just because it's kind of cruel. He's just flashing a bunch of money in front of these homeless people and then walking away. And yeah, this is really rude. Now run with the money, guys. Are these guys homeless? Because they don't often look like it, do they? But they might be. Okay, the point is, yeah, homeless people won't sell their dogs. We get it. Yeah, you know, I love my dogs too. And this is rude. This is like, you know how you don't have any money and you desperately need that to live? Like, you're not living well? Well, I will grant you 10 grand just to give up the one thing that you love most in this world. He's showing the money, getting them to hold it. It's like, this is the same as like going, hey, would you suck a dick for a million dollars? This is exactly the same thing. Would you give up your heterosexuality for money? And homeless people, like, because you know that they're going to be there, like, regretting it. What if later on they're starving and their dog causes them a problem and they're going to think back to that 10 grand they could have had? That dog might get abused because of this. Yeah, what if, like, the dog gets run over, like, five minutes later? So he dropped his phone in front of someone to see if someone will pick it up. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's nice. He just nicked the phone. Alright, so the point of this one is they drop it with nothing being said and people are like, hey dude, come get your phone. This is sort of the giveaway. If the face is blurred You know they stole they it. They stole it because they wouldn't sign the release form. See these guys, you can see their faces? Yes. So they return the phone. Exactly. Yeah, this will be a return. Yeah. Oh, she's Aww. chasing it. And she's running after him. Oh, this guy is going to steal it, I reckon. Yep. He looks dodgy already. See, now we're doing a statistical pr Yep, there's the blurry face. Blurry face. He's probably homeless. Look at him. He's got no shirt on in the park. And then he gets straight back 
back down on the park bench. Like I nothing love that. happened. I'm just going to pick the phone up. Oh, I want to see this. He's going to say no. I hope they call it instantly. Yeah. And he starts ringing. Nah, man. Yeah. Nah, nah straight up. Not even no. It's nah. Yeah, what are you going to do? That guy's like twice your size. going to tell him we're doing an experiment. Yeah. He's going to get bashed. There's a good chance he's going to get hit in the face. This is going to be great. Good viewing. He's already reaching his pockets. Oh! Threw it in the, so the river. So the guy threw it in the river because he was honest with it. He's like, hey, I'm just being honest. And he's like, fuck you want. <laughs> That's sucked in. All right, so there's a girl with a baby asking for $2. This is rich versus homeless again. All right, so this is her just doing a heap of these. Yeah, the guy throwing the phone in was crazy though. Like the dude just like, all right, we're just cutting this experiment. What I like about <sighs> that, okay, don't steal phones, it's bad. But when someone's like, actually, I was doing a social experiment to see if you mm. do it. He had every right to throw that phone in. He shouldn't have stolen it, but I like that he threw it in the water. I support the crazy guy in his actions. <laughs> okay, so now this girl who went around with the baby asking for $2. She got it because she looked nice. And now she's not getting it. Because she's dressed up poor. Yeah, we get it. And because when you look at it though, but... Fuck off. <laughs> she asked for money and a guy told her to go fuck herself. Is that a real baby? I don't... Maybe. Because she's so. bound... The way she's bouncing it. Oh, someone gave her money. Oh, and they're doing the Muslim thing again. Pulling a <sighs> hijab mm-hmm. off, which is, I'm guessing, the burqa. <laughs> she's cute <laughs> though. That was the, the comment. Hey, now you've got that headdress off, you look cute. See, I actually thought that people would... Oh, look at this. Now people up. are... Oh, yep. Women are coming in. And guys are standing up around him. And once... It's like you said earlier Once one person does it Everyone jumps in yeah. The difference being She's a girl Not a guy As soon as you see Some girl run in You see guys come in Going oh maybe I have to do something Because I can't <laughs> sit back And do nothing now This girl's gonna get her ass kicked And I've gotta be involved This dude's about to get stunned Oh shit It's about to get real I think he just pissed off A Muslim who's still on the phone Or are they both actors No No that guy's no. He's just pushing him around He's not punching him yeah. yeah there are people Who are actually sticking up for her though But the Muslim guy They didn't stand up for Okay now I like The Muslim experience because this is not about Muslims This is about men and women And I've always said this Like when a woman gets in trouble People do look around and go Hey what's going on Because they're not as strong They're not as capable I know that if a guy does this to me I'm on my own No one's helping My friends aren't going to help me If you don't know how to change a tire And you get a flat tire Hide behind the car And just let Ali stand there Exactly And you'll get somebody in a couple of seconds You'll get guys pull over to check Hey love so he pulled over You need a hand Guys love helping women like that I'm useful for a second if I see a guy changing a tire, I just assume I'd get in the way. Exactly. I'm like, he probably knows what he's doing. Probably better than me. And if he doesn't know, yeah, he's got to learn. Now, I know this guy whose son, like the guy is a mad car fan. Like he's all about cars. All he ever talks about is cars. I hate talking about cars. He never shuts up about them. And it's not even like talking about cars in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like he's not like, you know, oh, you know, the engine's good. It can rev. He talks mm-hmm. about like, oh, it's got like sat nav electronics. It's got seat warmers. Like who talks about that? But his son, whenever he gets a flat tire, he calls Ari. ACQ roadside assistance to change the tire for him. Huh. I couldn't get this out of my head. Like, how do you not know how to change a tire? It's just take bolts off, put on new tire. <laughs> I want to confront the kid. Okay, so your dad told me that you don't know how to change a tire. Here's the scenario. You're on a date. <laughs> you get a flat tire with the girl in the car. So you're going to pull over, call RACQ, get another guy to change the tire for you, and then you think that she's going to leave in your car with you. <laughs> she's going to go with the guy who's a man. <laughs> you paid for the first half of that guy's date, essentially. You found the girl, you got it for him. You paid for the dinner, he gets the afterwards. That's right. I'll take it from here, bro. <laughs> This one's interesting. It says blind man asking for $5 by handing 50. And see if people are going to say if it's 5 or 50. Is she Kiwi? I think so. Is she going to rip him off? No, we can see her face. Aw, that's nice. Now this guy's going to rip him off. You can see the... Yeah, the blurred face. 
You know, if they see the blurred face, they're going to do something dodgy. See, this is how you spot douchebags in real life. The face oh, it's an Australian blurred. 50. So it's an Australian. Ah. <laughs> so the guys are douchebags and... <laughs> and the girls are honest about it. I couldn't rip off a blind man. Well, and this is the, the blurry lines. Like, if it's a guy, rip him off. What if it's a blind guy? Thinks he's honest, but then finds... Oh, they're blurred face again. And it's two of them, a guy and a girl. Who has change anymore? At least I said, have a good day. Just gave the thumbs up. <laughs> and now he's showing off the 50. Ah, oh, she's going to be honest. I like that this whole clip they play this sad piano in the background go old dude he's good there you go he's being honest I hate to tell you yeah. how Australian I hate to tell you mate but that's a $50 note uh, here comes a douchebag yeah that's a douchebag but this guy's in the background so maybe they're gonna correct <laughs> yeah of course it was <laughs> oh that's genius he changed it for a 10 <laughs> I didn't even know I did. Didn't realize. Punch him. I feel like an asshole. That's awesome. I love watching them get confronted and going, Oh, sorry. Look, I... we just filmed you doing this. Oh, I didn't know. No, you did. You reached into your wallet, you put a 50 in and then pulled the 10 out and then you gave him back the 10. And what I love about that is because that was Australian money. We know this. Unlike other money, our notes are all different sizes. Yes. A blind guy would know. But when he handed back that 10, he'd know. Like, that's what I'd think. Like, I couldn't change a 50 for a 10 to a blind guy because he'd feel the difference. Most people wouldn't know that though and put that together because it's not common knowledge that our notes are different sizes because it's not like they're drastically different sizes. It's subtle. But subtle. But enough for it like if a it was, blind person would figure it out. Like if a person was blind drunk that's definitely alright but if a guy's <coughs> blind you think yeah they got that extra sensitivity. Could you imagine you completely see this opportunity you take advantage of someone you're like hey, 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 I just made 50 bucks and then these people come out and go we were actually doing a social experiment we just filmed you can you just tell us why you were such an asshole uh because i thought i'd get away with it <laughs> why would you be an asshole duh i love the guy still trying to make the thing where he's like oh i didn't even notice man <laughs> like really Re- oh it's a 10 oh yeah oh. pulled it out and then i changed it with the other i didn't realize i was giving you a different what an idiot this is gonna make me really paranoid from now on uh-uh. whenever someone confronts me on the street <laughs> <laughs> be honest, there might be a camera. Big Brother is watching, so look sharp, people. All right, so that was the best social experiments ever of 2016. Which, basically, I like the, the Muslim where the guy... So, to recap, the guy is dressed up as a Muslim sitting on a park bench in New York where there's people around him, and this other guy dressed up as just, like, the you know, kind of urban ghetto kind of guy comes up, gives him crap, and then takes his uh, headdress thing off and, like, abuses him and pushes him around. No one does anything. And I'm thinking, okay, we all know that no one does anything, right? What surprised me is then they did it with a woman and everyone stood up and looked after her. That's funny that out of all of these social experiments that those were the ones that stuck out most to you. Because that wasn't even the first one. It wasn't. No, this stuck with me because at first I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, Muslims get abused and no one does anything. No, no, no. This has nothing to do with race or your religion. This is about man versus woman and how people get treated. I thought it was interesting that they did a Muslim-y looking guy who was just dressed in like just shorts and a singlet and he was harassing Muslim-y looking people who were dressed in like traditional things. If you see a Muslim pick on another Muslim, do you want to get involved? That's clearly none of my business. Maybe he deserved it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know their culture. Is it I sh- respect it. <laughs> is it Shabbat or is that Jewish? I don't know. This could be something going on, some Ramadan thing. It might be really disrespectful for the guy getting
being abused to be interrupted. <laughs> but to be fair, most people who do abuse other people of different cultures do tend to look very similar because they live in the country next door. It's like if you saw a Serbian attacking a Croatian, you wouldn't know who's what, but they know. And don't ever tell them that because they'll get really upset about it, it turns out. I just remembered actually about, there's a series, I think it probably aired in America, but I watched it mostly on YouTube. Yep. It's called What Would You Do? And what they do is they set up social experiments like that. They'll have a restaurant and they'll have a gay couple in there. And then they'll get an actor to come in and go, you should get out, faggots, get out. You don't belong in here. We don't want your type in here. And see if people react and stand up for them. And it is an amazing show to watch that one after the other. And some of the actors they get to be the hateful people, because they reuse the same people over and over again. Some of those people beautifully skilled at it. (laughs) It's coming from the heart. Because they would show one where it was a guy being antagonistic in a situation and a girl being antagonistic in a situation and people freaked out more over the girl and like what does this mean about like how we view genders but I've been watching enough episodes by that point to know that the girl was this actress that they use commonly called Tracy now at this point in the show I'm a massive fan of Tracy (laughs) because she is the shit she knows every button to press she gets in under people's skin if you see her in one of these sketches bang she is getting rises her male counterpart was just a lame actor and that's why he didn't get told off this woman knew what she was doing this isn't a social experiment this is a acting challenge it's an act off it's not like oh you know look how the woman gets treated it's like wow man you're going up against Tracy today I hope you're prepared I want to see if I can find this because I've got to show you this actually what would you do and instead of just how people around them react foster care cruelty because this is Tracy oh they get the little intro yep. so yeah they're saying about the foster care system and that you know it can be bad because all of the social experiments that they do in this tie into something that they're trying to call attention to which is a nice thing they do in that oh so they're talking about people abusing foster care which there's a lot of that goes on it's really terrible it's a lot of people should get more involved in it mm. for the right reasons wow she is evil you know what I mean she's awesome at this okay so she's got a little kid who's like okay I want to get this and this and this at a restaurant and she looks at him like look I only get paid so much for you this is a job and she has the most evil look in her face and she has this like adorable like little black foster son and a little adorable like a uh, little white girl with pigtails and it's like this nice little mixed race thing oh and okay so the little girl is clearly her daughter and the black kid is her foster kid oh, okay so there you go oh and she's there's a uh, whole bunch of black people in the restaurant looking at them <laughs> look how antagonistic she is just the cruelty in her voice she's so good at this <laughs> do you reckon she was one of the actors on 12 years a slave <laughs> he gets a side order of fries while she gets a proper burger, burger. and everything oh the burger looks nice too it does look like a good burger it's got two meat patties in it jesus this woman's evil <laughs> she's like no one's gonna adopt you if i send you back her head looks like it's gonna explode. She's holding her head like it's gonna blow up, yeah. So there's one woman who's standing up to her and telling her that she's a horrible person. See, this is the type of reaction she gets out of people. She can push the button and then make people come up and say something. And that's what made me addicted to this little show. (laughs) Of just this one woman of like how fantastic she was. The way she's able to screw with people's heads. This is the guy who comes out and says that it's all Guy in the suit. Now, if I was the guy in the suit, I just sometimes not come out just to wait and see if the actress loses 
loses it. Wait, no, I'm not a racist. I love the interviews he does with people at this point. When he gets to the person who stand up, he's like, you're such a great person. You stood up to this injustice. Why do you think people aren't as good as you? <laughs> I've always wanted to be asked that, yet it's never happened. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> it's like the perfect interview. You know why that's never happened to you, man? Because you watch What Would You Do to watch a woman be cruel to people. <laughs> The fact that you're watching this is the reason no one would ask you what this show asks. But it is a fun show. I do recommend it to anyone. What would Ben do? He'd laugh at this. I would just sit there laughing. You've got to fucking see this. (laughs) You'd be calling friends over. Look at this woman. Look at how she's just so horrible to this child. This is great. Can I get a selfie with you, Tracy? I would be filming it too. (laughs) This is awesome. Can I audition? I'd love to be given shit by you. But the brilliant thing is, is like this woman gets to act like like really cruel yeah. and then afterwards when they say it's a social experiment she gets to come and go hey I'm actually a nice person <laughs> and Do it's you, really good what you did the fact that she's able to push the right buttons and really sting <clears throat> it in that'd probably linger in people's heads like she'd be like oh it's all a joke I'd still be looking at her like nah I don't like you <laughs> you can't reach that level without some kind of hatred in you <laughs> well it does sort of seem to be on a show like this where you're saying these racist things to make a point it probably means that you're a very unracist person yes that you know what the the trigger points are. Yeah. Like, because generally people who are extremely racist, it's not that they're unaware that it's racist, it's that they don't understand specifically what is hurting everyone and why that's a problem. <laughs> Whereas she understands exactly what to say to upset people. So what was, like, the best experiments of 2016? So it started with the homeless guy who then rocked up in a Ferrari who wanted a restaurant, see the restaurant, then was the Muslim guy, then the trying to buy a homeless person's dog. Which I don't like that one. That really I... upset me, because that's like, don't go up to someone and be like, hey, I see that you're struggling to live. Would you give up your only companion? The one thing that's got you through all your tough times? Don't make people choose that or even have that in their head. <laughs> and then just walk off without giving them any money afterwards. Because if the they way, did, they should have done that on camera. Because it just made them look like dicks. And the fact that all the homeless people didn't have their faces blurred out, I reckon they didn't get permission. And then they had the guy who was dropping his phone in public who mm. almost got bashed at one point and had the phone thrown into the lake. Which I was like against the guy who picked up the phone and then sat back down on the bench. I've stolen your phone. I don't care. Yeah, what a douchebag. When he was told it was an experiment that he's involved in and he threw the phone in the lake, I'm all in his side now. If I was tricked in some way, regardless of what I've done, if you then come up and go, by the way, this is a social experiment, I'm throwing punches. <laughs> I'm going to lose it on this person because don't involve me in your mind games. How about the fact that you're being filmed? Well, he didn't actually say that then. And good. I hope they saw how I was attacked by these people. Oh. And then I've got to beat up the camera guy as well, right? And then I've got a new camera. Given the circumstances, is it illegal what the guy did? If they went and took that footage to the police and said, look, here's this guy throwing my phone into a lake. Is he in trouble? Even if they could find the guy? It'd be very hard to prosecute because they do have it on camera, but that's not irrefutable proof. I always wondered about that. Like, I understand that you can fake things on camera, but that's only to a certain extent. What is the law on if you find something on the ground, you're supposed to turn it into the police or whatever, but we've all thrown things into the river or something at some point. Please tell me I'm not alone (laughs) Hey, look what I found, a trolley. You know where this belongs? In the river. In the river. Fish (laughs) would love this. (laughs) He's like, find his keepers. Now I'm throwing my phone in the river. It'd be funny if, like, they did turn that into the police and they managed to prosecute, but the only thing they could get him for was littering. Yes. (laughs) What I love is he goes, nah, I didn't throw his phone. That was my phone I threw in there. Here's his phone. Hey, you can have it back, dude. I just want to see your face. Because you're in a social Social experiment. experiment. (laughs) And then, like, there's more cameras coming. More cameras come out. (laughs) 
<sighs> yeah, then there was a homeless woman with a baby and a rich woman with a baby. Oh, no one would give the poor woman money. Then there was the Muslim girl having her... I don't think it's a burqa, it's a, like a head scarf. They thing. call it a gihad or something, but yeah, it's like a burqa scarf. So her face was still showing. He ripped it off, and that's a pretty douchebag thing to do. You don't do that. No, you have to respect those women's right to believe that they are less important than a man and that their <laughs> bodies are evil. <laughs> If they believe that, you have to respect it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say this is my opinion, but I've had it put out there that, like, yes, we should definitely respect... Women want to wear burqas, that's their religious right. Just as much as it's my right to wear a balaclava wherever I please. Yeah. Not my opinion, but just a valid point. <laughs> People who talk about getting the burqa banned, all you need to do is have a bunch of bogans rob a bunch of stores in burqas. You watch it get banned. I don't know why the bogans haven't figured this out yet, because they're the ones who clearly have this opinion. There is that argument that, like... Them wearing burqas, it's like a balaclava and they can do robberies. But has anyone actually done that? Like, does it happen often enough that robbers dress up as Muslim women to do... I don't think it's ever happened. I think I'm the one who thought of it. Because surely you'd think that there'd be one bank robbery where it'd just be a bunch of dudes wearing burqas who people thought were Muslim women until they pulled out guns. And you see their big hairy arms and it's because they're big arms rather than the Mm. hairy that tips them off. Yeah. (laughs) Either it doesn't happen or they have to cover it up immediately to prevent people going nuts against Muslims because you know it's not a Muslim, you know it's a bunch of bogans, but you tell the people who are outraged at Muslims that they're not Muslims. It's like um, if someone throws themselves in front of a train to commit suicide, they never publish it in the press. Because then you get lots of copycats. And also, the reason they do that is because they want to be remembered. This is really sad and depressing, I know. Mm. But people, they do that because they want people to go, I remember that guy. They didn't think it through because I will always remember that guy as the guy who made me late for work and I got in trouble with my boss. But hey, you wanted to be remembered. Clearly they're lonely or whatever, so they commit suicide. But that's a blanket rule. Because if you see that in the news, the copycats will go, oh, he got remembered. He got front page. I want to get front page. Then I'd go out with a bang, right? That's the same thing with the shooters where they don't like to acknowledge shooters' names so much anymore because they don't want them to get famous. Because that started with the one that happened at the Batman screening. Yes. Someone shot up and then the media said, we're not going to tell you his name because we don't want him to be famous. And that was a pretty fair point. Ah, uh, and then there was my favorite one, the blind guy. And with the $5 with, and the $50. That was a good one. That was good. Just because of the last dude who, when they confronted him, said, dude, I'm not blind. And you gave me 10 in back in exchange for my 50. Oh. And he's like, oh, did I? <laughs> it's just that sort of like genuine dumbfounded, like, I don't know. It's like, you knew. That's the time we've heard that before you know when the cops pull up like some obvious speed freak like yeah we know you've been dealing drugs we saw you across the street what i don't think did i i didn't know about that there's a tone of this i know i'm lying you know i'm lying but i'm not gonna actually admit it so can we all just move on with our lives now please because <laughs> what are you gonna do no we caught you did i i didn't know yeah you did no i didn't it's not gonna go any further than that yeah because if you go yeah okay right yeah i screwed up then the next question is why did you do that why are you an asshole i'm preventing that by going what <laughs> just keep the conversation about whether or not i actually did exactly it and let's, not why let's not develop this plot any further please and keep walking don't ever stop walking <laughs> what i want to know is did he give the 10 back <laughs> <laughs> Those are good social experiments. We checked out 16. Let's look at the 17 one because we're vast approaching the end of it. So There is I... no 17 one. <laughs> there isn't? No. All right, well, we stuffed that up. What about 15? <laughs> Let's go back to 15. <laughs> Let's see if we were more, uh, people were more trickable in 2015. Okay, so this guy's asking permission of a mother in a park if he can go up and talk to the kid to see if the kid will talk to strangers. Because, yeah, he started by asking, do you tell your kid don't talk to strangers? And straight away, it looks like he's walked over with a little cute 
cute puppy and the little girl has immediately gone down to pat the puppy. And the mother was like, no, I tell her not to talk to strangers so she wouldn't talk to you. It now, took half a second. She went straight to it. He didn't even finish walking up. She walked to him. But I'd put it so far as that, like, her mum's there. She's surrounded by other people. This is not a dangerous place for this to happen. This is not a dark alley. This is not she's by herself. Yes, she shouldn't talk to strangers, but this is the safest environment for her to talk to strangers. But if that guy, like, led her off, these people here would just assume it was, like, a father or something of hers. That's true. That so is it's true. only the mother who's watching the kid, really. So yep. if the mother isn't vigilant... So if she's, like, on her phone texting, like all mothers are while their kids play... Oh, and he's walking off with the kid now. Jesus. Ah, and the mother's just like shocked. That kid's in trouble now. That mother was horrified. Like, this is a social experiment. Like, by the way, you're a bad mother. See, I wonder if there's also part of it that the kid sees their mother talking to the person first. Yeah, and might think it's okay. But then the fact that he walked her the other direction holding her hand. That was kind of creepy. That was really creepy. And the fact that the little girl's just like, yeah, you got a puppy. Okay, let's go play. The mother's there like telling a kid, like now she's confronting her kid afterwards. Like, just because a person has a dog doesn't mean you go home with them. The kid's like, why not? <laughs> There's puppies, dude. There's puppies. <laughs> you gotta understand, woman. <laughs> You go, even if they offer you candy. There's candy? <laughs> candy and puppies? I'm only human. <laughs> I'm totally gone. Mum, I will totally do this as long as you can promise me puppies and candy at home. I know oh. he's got an ice cream truck, isn't it? And they're playing creepy music and he's got two little girls there. He's like, you want free ice cream? Come inside the van. And they come running. He got two little girls to go into his ice cream. Meanwhile, truck. is this not a step-by-step how to abduct kids video? <laughs> the funny thing is, is this time I didn't see him ask for the parents' permission. And we didn't see the kids come out afterwards. <laughs> as far as this video is concerned, those two little girls are still in there while he's luring in more. <laughs> he's gonna have a van full of kids. There's gotta be like one kid who says no. Is it just kids are all dumb shits that are easy? Okay, so this is Halloween, which is big in America. The kids are all trick-or-treating. <laughs> like, is that why pedophilia is a thing? It's just easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can go out, I can talk to girls, but this kid's knocking on my door. You just need a van and you put pictures of ice cream on it. <laughs> and look, the mothers are all there like, oh, the kids just walked in. Like, the mothers were watching it happen. This is one of those things where the parents are right there. The kids got to feel safe. That's funny. I actually know a guy. Okay, trick-or-treating is a little more common in Australia now. His kids went around trick-or-treating. The parents didn't go with them because they couldn't care. And one of his kids rocked up to the door. Some guy answered and he's like, hey, do you have any candy? Any any lollies? He's like, nah, I got some pizza if you want some. And the kid's like, okay, I'll take some pizza. Went into the dude's house and ate pizza with him. <laughs> Here's the kicker. Everything's fine. He wasn't abducting him. He was just like, I've got pizza. I don't have any lollies. I want to help you out. So the kid came in and ate a pizza with this dude and then left. That is the weird thing, actually. Imagine you're living on a street with lots of kids and for some reason you win some stupid competition because you're the millionth customer at like some candy store and so they give you like a barrel full of lollies and you're just like, I'm not going to eat all of these before they expire. There's lots of kids in the neighborhood. They would like it. You can't distribute candy to kids for free. There's a big problem. There's a big question mark over you. Over why you're doing it. It's like, no, it's all legitimate. I'm trying to be a nice person. (laughs) You know, stranger danger, got to protect your kids. But then there's, all right, maybe kids need to learn. Like, okay, some of them are going to get abducted. Some of them are going to get molested. But, you know, like, you got to live, right? Mm -hmm. Or am I just, like, one of these people who doesn't have kids so I could not possibly understand? (laughs) They always talk about this. Oh, in the old days, you know, we used to just run around the neighborhood and everything was safe. No, nothing was safe back then. It was just as dangerous. It's just that no one was that paranoid about you going missing. (laughs) They were more accepting of it. Kids went missing all the time. That's why we had so many. Yeah. (laughs) 
to be honest, like, we've got, like, nine kids. We didn't realize you were missing until it came to dinner time. And we didn't <laughs> and even know... there's more food. There's more food. We only realized because the other kids weren't bitching that they were still hungry. They're all there on their second chicken wing. I'm like, hang on a second. We figured we could look for you or we could have another one. And you know what sounded easier and more fun? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that was pretty horrible. That was really horrible. Okay, now he's abducting kids in the front lawn this by the looks. all abducting kids. Oh, so he's pulling up. So while the kid's playing in the front lawn, he's going to try and pick him up in the car. To be fair, it is a nice car. And he's speaking like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> he's got that, what's that, Jersey or something? Or Staten Island. Staten Island. Isn't it like Boston or something? No, Boston. Is Boston. That... Or maybe it is. It's a wicked pisser. Yeah, wicked smart. <laughs> you want to sit in the front? The kids are all, like, they get in the car, but they're like, no, we have to sit in the back because we're kids and kids aren't allowed to sit in the front because of the airbag they know that no no it's dangerous to sit in the front of a stranger's car <laughs> <laughs> why'd you get in the car I love his accent oh this is getting creepy now he's like <laughs> the kids in the car and he's like so you want me to bring you back what if I don't bring you back <laughs> like wait why is she telling off like the youngest the little boy because he's a boy I guess but that kid's like half the age of like the two girls he just he wasn't even involved in the original conversation he just saw his sisters go like I couldn't even understand his accent <laughs> she doesn't care that her daughters could have got abducted hey they gotta get married sometime, right? <laughs> I really want to be a grandmother. Did you see it? <laughs> but yeah, she she had the little boy and the two older sisters. So the little boy, she grabbed and she's like, you don't do that. And then after like, what, a minute of telling him off, she then turns to the girls and goes, and you two don't do it either. Hey, kids ran inside. Oh, good kids. Are these all oh, by Joe Salad, which seems to be this guy? Oh, no, no. Given his accent, he's Joey Salad. <laughs> oh, it is Joey Salad, yeah. Because <laughs> a guy like that it's not named Joe. He's named Joey. I think literally all of these. It's the same deal. Of just look, your kids don't know what the hell you're doing. All right. Well, that was a scary thing. And yeah, step by step. So if you want to like abduct kids, what you do is you tell, <laughs> you tell parents that you're doing a social experiment <laughs> and then you just take their kids. What would they have done if like he had completely disappeared and gone? Did he give you his name? He said his name was Joey Salad. Well, that's got to be fake. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is we can still watch him on YouTube and he actually likes this because that's guaranteed subscribers. Every video he releases, the parents are watching it repetitively. Do you know how many views he gets from abducting kids? <laughs> oh, that was horrible. <laughs> that was. That didn't have the social irony I was expecting. Oh, here we go. Top five honesty tests. Okay, this sounds good. So they're doing a social experiment with money. Well, yeah. Look, if money hits the ground, it's not yours anymore. That's the rules. Unless you're willing to fight for it, it's not yours. Have you ever seen, like, had an experience where someone's dropped a large sum of money or any kind of money and you've just picked it up? I've always been honest with that like someone drops money okay here's the rules these are the, the rules like these are the no these are my rules that I live by if I see it fall from them I will tell them if I see it on the ground I don't care how close anyone else is it's mine now if it doesn't have an apparent owner no one owns it I own it now oh yeah I've seen money on the ground I remember walking one time and seeing just nobody around but a $20 note just sitting on the ground that case that was mine yeah that's yours that's mine no one owns money it's not like a phone it's not like a wallet that's money <clears throat> I do remember when I was shopping one time found a phone inside a shopping trolley and it was one that had a case that was an inbuilt wallet so it had like driver's license and oh. cash in there and stuff makes you wonder how they paid for their shopping yeah so I just like took out the driver's license and saw that the guy lived like just down the road from the shop so I actually went around that's yeah. nice which when you knock on the door and you go you Steve and he's like <laughs> yes I'm like 
have you lost something? And he's like, oh crap, yes. And he gave the look of, I hadn't even realized that I had lost my wallet yet. Yeah, that's awesome. What you should have done. Are you Steve? Were you born on the 19th of April, 63? Are you blood type O? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a psychic. Can I have $50 for the reading? Uh, now, why don't you have $5 on you? I know you have $5 in your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your wallet? <laughs> Did I just blow your mind? And this goes back to um, when we talked about confidence tricks, because that's one that one of the things you do. You drop a wallet, and when people pick it up and return it to you, you insist there was money in it, and yeah. they stole it. So that's a douchey one to do. I've oh, always that's a thought. Ho- that's really punishing people. That's how you ensure no one ever gives anything back ever. Because there's sort of levels to that one where it'll backfire because someone will nick your wallet if you get a dodgy person. If you get somebody who's not really dodgy but not just like some please it all like cowardice person they'll go fuck you there was no money in there and Mm. even tell you off for daring to insult them when you're when they're doing an honest thing for them. Good chance you're going to get punched out. And there's the people who are complete pussies who will just go, oh, I'll give you the money. I'll give you the money. I'm sorry. See, the first thing I'd say is oh, someone must have stolen it beforehand mm. and then hope they don't check my back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who carries cash anymore? That's probably the first question. I had $50 in there. Really? You have money on you? Who <laughs> does that? Now I know you're trying to scam me. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that trick because it only works if someone's honest. It doesn't punish anyone but the honest. If you're going to do confidence tricks, you should always just be punishing people who are douchebags. Yeah, the ones where they say they've just punished the greedy. They're kind of fun to watch because you're seeing people get their karma. But anyway, in this one we're watching here, you've got some guy's left car with the window open. With a bunch of cash showing on the dashboard, I believe. Yes. So it's visible through an open window of a car. And so we're going to wait until someone with a blurry face walks by. Because right now, okay, we can see a guy with a baby in his arms and his face is not blurry. What's the bet he's honest? Yeah. Well, he signed the release form. Now, wouldn't ethically, wouldn't the correct thing be to do open the car door, wind the window up and then shut it? Because that's now trespassing. That's worse than just leaving it as it is. Technically, but it's the nice thing to do. Until the guy rocks up and goes, I lost my keys. It was the only way to get into the car. I had to leave the window unwound. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I remember seeing actually one with, I don't know if it was a social experiment or a prank, but what they would do is they'd just leave a bike in a park, but the bike was tied to a tree and there was a long tether. And so soon as somebody would pick up the bike, someone would come out and go, Hey, that's my bike. And so the person who was stealing it would just ride as fast as they can. Until the tether just ran out and they would fly over the handlebars. <laughs> was that on? Because there was this English show where they literally would set up things so that criminals would try to steal things. And the second they did, it would turn into a big prank. They'd leave the back of a truck open with like obviously good stuff inside. And the second someone got in to go get stuff, someone would come out, close the doors. The sides would drop down and it was a big like monkey cage. Then they'd drive them around town with a big sign like this guy's a thief. <laughs> that's awesome. See, and that's one of those, you're setting it up, you're trying to cause crime so that you can make fun of them. Fair enough, the people who are doing it, that's wrong, but you're kind of a douchebag for going out of your way to make that as well. It would be fun to see if you left something somewhere and you just put hidden cameras on it, how long before the thing gets stolen? Which is incredible from ethnicity cultural, because I know about some friends, or it might have been, I don't know where the story came from, but in, I think it was China or Japan, both really good for no crime. Someone left a really expensive, really good camera on a ferry and they didn't realize they left it there until much later in the day. They came back hours later. It was still in the exact same place. No one had touched it. No one touched it. You do that in Ipswich. First off, I don't know how you get a ferry in Ipswich, but let's not go there. Why am I picking on Ipswich? So you do that down at uh, anywhere in Australia, essentially. You do that in Sydney Harbour. It hasn't even left your hand yet. 
Someone's trying. You're literally trying to wrestle it off other people while you're like, "This is mine." <laughs> Someone's already like stabbing you. In fact, in Japan, when a lot of cars from made in Japan come to Australia, they have to install all the security locks because they don't lock their cars in Japan because no one steals cars. Oh, really? They really put us to shame. Make us look like douchebags, don't they? <laughs> In all fairness, though, you know I've done stupid things with my car before. Oh, yeah. I- I've left the keys in the ignition for a very long time. <laughs> yes, you have. And the car was still there. Car was still there. Good on them. I mean, maybe it just wasn't the car that they were after. Well, if you've seen my car, who wants to steal that? <laughs> exactly. So speaking of cars, this guy's left the money in the car. Oh. We're eventually going to see what this happens. We've had it paused this whole time. You have been segwaying the fuck out of this episode, so I'm very I proud don't... of you. <laughs> Segway king. <laughs> they don't right. call me Segway Ben for nothing. All right. So, so he just walked past the car. All right. Didn't do anything. Because they'd be like, do you want to sign the release form? And go, why? What did you do? And go, oh, we just filmed you walking past that car full of money. That car's money? (laughs) So he left it in a wealthy neighborhood to see what would happen. Oh, fuzzy face, fuzzy face. Stole the money. Just, we're doing a social experiment and you just failed. What's that going to do? I love how he's like, here's your money back, you asshole. It's like, you just stole another fuzzy face funny about this one is oh, he's gone I love that how he just walked all the way up saw it and then he doubled back to come get the money saw it and I went hey there's money he's got the extra blurries on and oh, that yeah. last guy they morphed his voice as well oh now he's now running he's running with it the guy's come up like hey you stole the money and he's like bolting the guy's wearing a suit he's about to buy another suit okay so now they've proven now that wealthy people are, are thieves now let's go to a poor neighborhood and, and straight away someone's in there I think he's talking to a drug dealer right now yeah saying he doesn't want to be on video but also it's like you he's like you can't do that here you can't be here <laughs> he's kind of like hinting like dude this is my corner yeah I love the thing that soon as the people are caught they give the money back and they go you're an asshole for doing this how dare you do this to me and film me <laughs> that's humanity right there oh you caught me doing something wrong you're a fuckhead see the phone drop was one thing because it's like you're purposely dropping the phone in front of people this is more a fishnet sort of thing where you're just mm. leaving it there and it, yeah you should be expected to walk past if you mm. see a car that has an open window you probably should shouldn't rifle through it. I have dodgy friends. Not all of them. I just have some friends who are dodgy. <laughs> and let me put this to you on an... Let's see where your ethics trail out. They have stolen things from people on the basis that they left it wide open to be stolen and that person will now know not to leave things out in the open where they'll get stolen. <laughs> like he left his laptop there so I just took it because uh, he left his door to his car open. It was unlocked. So, yeah, he's not going to do that again. I just taught him a valuable lesson. He's got to learn to take better care of his stuff. That's right. You should see the desk top there's just shit all over it he needs to get organized he does you have no idea what type of people there are out there yeah <laughs> just willing to take advantage of you yeah. i'm helping him he's lucky that a good samaritan like me came along <laughs> <laughs> and now i'm gonna put naked pictures of his wife on the internet <laughs> shouldn't have put those on your hard drive should you mate that's right you should put all your porn under work stuff <laughs> you idiot <laughs> I assume that's his wife. Although there's two women in there. Oh, I got to find this guy. (laughs) Now I'm going to blackmail him. (laughs) Got to lock your car, mate. Got to lock your car. (laughs) I bet that guy always double checks from now on. Okay, so he keeps doing it. This dude, you can see his face and he's stealing the money. Which means he signed the release form. What's he doing? I don't know. He's taking as much of the money as he can. Oh! 
What's R? He hid the money so it wouldn't be on display. Ah, uh, he just, he put the money away. He, Even the guy who's doing is surprised. What I love about this is <laughs> the guy looked like he was stealing it. So they ran up like, hey, we just want our money back, all right? You shouldn't be stealing things. And the guy just totally put them in their place. Like, no, I saw it on, I uh, put it in your glove compartment. I'm sorry to be in your car. You shouldn't leave your money yeah. out. It's a dangerous neighborhood. Like, and you're look, he's got idiot. a veteran cap and everything. Oh. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, that's like the one nice dude. The guy doing the social experiment feels bad. But he's you know, just, he's been dealing with dicks all through this. <laughs> <laughs> he finally found a guy and he's so used to like, hey man, we just want our money back. You know, you shouldn't be stealing. He just got put in his place. And it's like, you shouldn't leave your money out like that. Bad neighborhood. <laughs> Genius. I love this guy. And that's why his face wasn't blurred. <laughs> <laughs> See, we thought he was stealing it too at first. Well, that's what it looked like. And we're like, why is he taking so long? Because he put it in the glove compartment. What a lovely thing to do. Give him some money. So now they're giving him a ride home. We offered to bring Paul to dinner and give him a ride back to the... Sh- oh, he's in a shelter. So Shel- he's was- a homeless guy? The homeless guy put... Everyone in their place. The homeless veteran. Yeah, this is the obvious and- ending to this. But what I want to put out there is... Okay, every- what they proved was you go to a rich neighborhood, you go to a poor neighborhood. Mm. Everyone steals. Who's the one guy who didn't steal? The guy who doesn't have any money. What's wrong with this picture? I think I know why you're homeless, dude. I mean, you are a great human being and if everyone was like you, it would be a much better world. But no one else is like you, unfortunately. And that's why you got to sleep in a shelter. They still give him a ride to the shelter, which is the sad part. So after this video, he's still homeless. He's got a hundred bucks, a different patch, which he swapped. He didn't even like just take the patch. He gave the guy another patch back. Like, no, even Steven. And then we got to drop him off at the shelter. Well, I think there was that sort of thing where he wanted to give something back so he wasn't just taking something. Yeah, see, that's that even... He's like, let me do something for you. He just seems like a nice dude. That's a lovely guy. Oh, what a lovely note to... Do you want to wrap that up on that? We've got about that time. It's about that time. We've... I'm hot and I'm starting to be able to smell you, so... <laughs> that's all right. I know the conditions. You can probably smell me too. All right, so what did you reckon at the social experiment page? Well, I liked all the YouTube clips that we checked out. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I always like the episodes where we watch YouTube. I don't know how they turn out to other people, but I like them. But yeah, everyone, we always say what the YouTube clips are so just pause go look at it then you'll know what we're doing you can watch it while you listen to us turn the sound off the YouTube put the sound on the, the podcast I thought they were great this page sucks yeah it sucks horribly it's not even that long it's pretty short it started off with the Stanford one which that's pretty cool but it doesn't even tell you what it is most of that was just based on my memory because I saw a documentary on it well you know Wikipedia is always asking for donations maybe you should just add to this page for them yeah like, fill in the blanks well, not only do we review it we're also adding information probably going to be a citation needed next to anything you do. So can WikiReview be the citation? I reckon As so. As said on WikiReview. Uh, we we could be a reference. We could be the reference. We've got your back, Wikipedia. And there's no pictures on this. No. Though what would you have a picture for a social experiment? I'd like to see a picture of the Stanford prison experiment with college students just turned into bad people. Yeah, even on the Stanford college experiment one, it just has a, a plaque. plaque. Site of the Stanford co- prison experiment. Uh, this is now a marked area. It's like where something bad happened. <laughs> Conducted by this guy whose career is now over. (laughs) (laughs) That was the last time this guy got any funding for any experiment ever. All right, so I thought it was pretty shit... Put it bluntly. I love the concept, but no follow through. I'd rate this, and just to go back over the whole episode, I'd rate this an MC Ben out of a possible MC Garth. So that's like, you know, one third of the possible. Yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty, pretty, pretty appalling effort if you ask me. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think I'm just gonna give this a three out of ten. I can't even be bothered thinking of a, it, a good thing. It doesn't deserve any real thought. Yeah, it, it gets a three just because it is a Wikipedia page. For actually existing, you get a three. <laughs> just existing. You should just have links to YouTube clips on this page. That's all we really need. I did enjoy seeing the experiments because they didn't all turn out the way I thought they were gonna turn out. And that was a lovely one to end on. Just like a homeless guy putting everyone in their place. Love it. Yeah, it is great how they confronted him and just said, hey, you stole our money. And then go, no, I didn't. I put it in your glove box. And then you apologize. Like, I'm sorry to go in your car. I didn't know it was your car. Uh, the veteran guy who did put the money in the glove box, though, he did stand there and let the guy abuse him for a little while. Yes. Like, he knew. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you're done, I'm going to make you feel like a ripe asshole. <laughs> It's just like if I was like yelling at you and accusing you of something that you haven't done, but you know you had actually already done it. You would just sit there and let me finish. (laughs) Just ramble through all that. You go, you got it all out? Well, I did it. (laughs) Sorry, Garth. You're damn right. It's so true. Anytime you are in the complete right and you know it and you have proof of it and someone comes up and starts abusing you, doesn't it feel good? You just let them dig that hole deeper and deeper because the worse they go, the more you're just like, oh, this is going to be so sweet. I'm going to enjoy this. The more abuse they give, the more happy you feel about mm. it. That You start smiling like, oh, this is going to be great. You kind of want to egg them on a bit more. <laughs> like he did. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go in your car. Like, <laughs> you know, wait, what? <laughs> oh, that's a sweet moment. That's worth doing it. Because he would know that it looked like he stole it. Oh, absolutely. He knows what's going on. But yeah, top bloke. Good work. We're all happy about him. Everyone else, poor or rich, you're all douchebags. Tracy's an awesome actor. We should get her on for some project we do. We've got to think of the nastiest character imaginable because we have the actor. We just need to fill in the blanks for her. It's going to be racist, bigoted, has to be female because she's female. we got to work with that. Just hates everyone and everything. <laughs> midgets. She's going to slam the midgets. If you watch enough of these things, she slams everyone. She goes against like gays, blacks, any group. <laughs> I will point out this isn't her actually going on it. She's doing it to make a point because it's a social experiment. This is just wonderment on how great an actor she is. Yes. And that's to do that because a lot of things apparently these days when they do filming of slave times, they get a lot of black actors sign up. Not a lot of white people volunteering to be slave owners. All right, in this scene, you got to whip a guy and call him the N-word a bunch of times. I don't feel comfortable. (laughs) Only actors who have established careers or are only going to get work as that. Would you do that part? If you were offered a large sum of money going this could be a break Darth. large sum of money yes like what if someone said to you like an agent said like I reckon that we could get you as like the racist guy in every movie that has like a racist guy you'll be the racist guy you'll be the guy who hates black people you'll be the face the, the poster child of racism when people think of hating black people and bigotry they're gonna think of you we've got like eight movies here where they want you to play the grand wizard of the KKK Ooh, well, just you- saying <laughs> well I get to wear a hood most of the time. <laughs> yeah, but people are going to know it's you. They want to see your face. You're going to do interviews. You're going to go on. And because it's all dealing with racism, a lot of like black power movements and, you know, deep cultural shows are going to want you on to interview you about it. So where did you get your determination for this? Where did, you know, How did you study and prepare for this? We know you grew up on a farm. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and we did some research into your family. Cut. 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 No more. <laughs> okay. We don't need to stop filming. <laughs> we have your brother here. Oh, shit. <laughs> we dug into your family history. Oh, God, I don't even know what's coming. <laughs> 
Did you happen to look at the Irish side? Because I'm sure that's <laughs> probably the nicest side. No, we found your German ancestors. Oh. <laughs> I know, did your German ancestors get out before World War II? I know enough about my family to know not to look into it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were out before World War II, I think. I know that they did hide their Germanicness. They insisted they were from a part of Germany that was colonized by England. So the male would insist I'm an English gentleman, but that's because being German gets you picked on. Well, we were originally Grau and in yeah. World War II, it changed to Grau to sound less Germany. Yeah, to sound it like sounds more <laughs> Scottish. But that's typical German. Like it's not even Mick Grau. It's a Via Grau now. And it's very like, cause my family, they're big on- We are not German. <laughs> my family's big on two things growing up. Cups of tea and sailing. It's like some Germans got together and went, all right, how do we sound more English? Yeah, yeah, cup of tea. Tuck, tuck and spin the cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're real English gentlemen. <laughs> Please don't harass us. We didn't do anything. I know enough about my ancestors on all sides to know not to look into it. Any tidbit I hear from my family just makes me cringe. That's the interesting thing. If you could go back and wipe out Hitler, then you'd be doing this podcast with Ben Grau. That's true. There'd be no reason to have changed it. And you might be with Garth Remington. <laughs> I don't know why they had to change an English name. Actually, they don't know if it's Remington, how it's spelt, because I think it was my grandfather or great-grandfather. He got kicked out of the army and then re-enlisted, but he had to do it under a different name. So now we have a different name. Just so he could get back into the army. So neither of us have real names. Just something someone made up at some point. Yeah, to get something done. I want to fit in with English people and Australians. I want to go and kill more foreigners. That's essentially what my grandfather did. I got kicked out. I don't know why. I'm sure it had something to do with whores. <laughs> I'm sure he got some kind of VD and they went, all right, you're not allowed in. And he went, fine, I'll just re-enlist. It's really easy to do. I'm not done killing foreigners and banging foreign whores. <laughs> and here I am. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I think we've proven our point. That's been a great social experiment. Did you realize while listening to this, someone has stolen your wallet? Yeah, you shouldn't have left your car unlocked. That's right. You're an idiot. <laughs> They're just teaching you a lesson. All right, well, we might wrap it up there. I hope we've all learned something valuable today. I've been Ben Grohl. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Is the next episode the... It'll be the 31st. This comes out on the 17th. So the New Year's will be the last one. The episode after this is the New Year's episode. All right, so tune in for the next episode. It'll be the last thing you can do for the year. Yeah, we're going to do like the page for 2017 and do like the huge wrap up for the year and just talk about everything that's happened this year. Oh no, and we got the Christmas special. Oh yeah, so our next episode will be... That's right. Next... Well, is it coming out? What date is it coming Christmas out? Christmas it's coming out. Christmas. I'm going to launch it then. I always get confused if Christmas... Is, Christmas is the 25th, right? Yeah, we're doing yeah, the 25th of December. Okay, so it'll be a Monday. It'll be a Monday. This isn't a standard episode. This is very different to anything that we've done before. It's on top of your regular thing, so we'll still be having one on the 31st, which will be our 2017 wrap-up show. So we're not going to skip the usual. This is a bonus episode. So Christmas Day, when you get up, I know you've got to deal with families or whatever, but just chuck this on. Have yeah. a listen. It'll be great. It'll be something to either reward yourself for dealing with your family, something to insist your family listens to so you don't have to talk to them, something to you know, put on during while dinner's on. And if you can't stand listening to us for the full hour and a half, I've got good news for you. <laughs> <laughs> Finally! This goes for much shorter. I think it's about 20, 15, 20 minutes. I can't remember. Excellent, Ben. You got but- my letters. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a short thing. It's different. We're not reviewing a Wikipedia page. It's just a special Christmas present we thought we'd give you guys. So have Christmas with us. And then you get to with it two weeks later. No, a week later. I don't know how calendars work, do I? No. A week after that, you get to celebrate New Year's with us. The last thing you will do is listen to Wiki Review, and then you'll get drunk and forget you heard anything. Then yeah. New Year's Day, you can listen to us again and be 
you're like, this is awesome. Why didn't I listen to this yesterday? You have this fuzzy memory. <laughs> We've got a lot coming up, people. I hope you enjoy your day. I hope you enjoy us plugging everything. And yeah, check out the Christmas thing because we have already done the recording for that and I'm getting it put together. We're working on like music and stuff. It's going to be a whole thing. A Christmas like spectacular. Yeah, like I've put like a bit of effort into this. So You know that Carol's thing that they put on TV every year with uh, Olivia Newton-John and The Voice or whatever? Just like that. Yeah, but better. Yeah. Wiki review better. <laughs> all right, I've been Ben Grohl. I've been Gareth Remington. And that's all we have to plug. Email us at wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum, provided by our buddy DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. That was the sound.